Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. If you've been struggling to reach your goals, maybe it's not your strategy that's the problem. Maybe you need to start working on whether you feel worthy and deserving of achieving your goals. And this is one of the things that I hear the most from clients is that they say they don't feel worthy of receiving the money they want or the clients they want or just having like even the life or relationship that they want. So self-worth is really a key integral step when it comes to manifesting the life and business of your dreams. And I actually have a completely free resource for you, the self-worth to success formula, which is a free mini course, which is going to take you through the process of how to build your self-worth so that you can create a successful business and live the life of your dreams. And you can access it completely for free using the link in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, I hope you're having an incredible day wherever you're at. If you can hear the fan in the background, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I live in Australia. We're heading into summer. It's really hot. It like I can't sit in the office without the fan being on. So if you hear like a bit of noise in the background, that's what it is. And hopefully it doesn't interrupt you listening to this episode. Um, so today we're talking about five mistakes that I made in trying to change my money mindset. And I guess I sort of became aware about like money mindset and like manifestation, positive thinking, all of that kind of stuff a few years ago. And I had been, honestly, I've been practicing manifestation since I was 15. I read the book, The Secret. I didn't even finish it. I just started reading it and it made a lot of sense to me. So I went out there and did what a lot of people do when they hear about manifestation. I basically was like, okay, I just need to get into the vibe of the thing. I need to believe it, like so on and so forth. And I think a lot of you have heard this story before, but like one of the stories that I talk about a lot is the first thing I ever manifested was my car when I was 16. And after reading The Secret, I was like, I really want to manifest a car. I was just getting my my L, my N. I don't remember even what it's called now. <laughs> my provisional license when you're like 16 or whatever. And I really just wanted a car to like drive myself around, drive my friends around, go snowboarding, all the things. So basically what I did was I really put it out there. I was like, I'm going to manifest this car. I felt into it. Like I just could have managed myself behind the steering wheel. And very shortly after, my grandpa, who was giving up his license just because of like due to old age, he ended up selling that car to me for a dollar. And the whole reason that happened was apparently it's actually harder to give someone a car than it is to actually sell it to them because of like insurance purposes and like whatever. So I got this car for a dollar and I was amazed. I was like, this is incredible. I love it. I'm going to manifest everything. And the same way that I'm sure a lot of you have also experienced when you're manifesting things, some things come to you really easily and then other things you can be trying to manifest for so long. And I don't even use, to, I don't like to use the word try because it implies that like you might not get it, like you're either doing it or you're not doing it. Um, but anyways, where was I going with that? So 
some of these things come to us really easily. Other ones, we're like working on it for ages and ages. And we're like, I don't understand why this isn't coming to me. I feel like I've tried everything. I don't know what else to try. And then we start looking for like all these really weird manifestation techniques, like grab a vine numbers. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's like these number codes that people supposedly use to manifest things or like people are like, oh, I'm going to like write down what I want 55 times a day or whatever. Maybe I'm just lazy, but like none of these really appeal to me. I'm like, I want my manifesting to feel like easy. I don't want to have to sit there and think about it a lot. I don't want to have to sit there and write something down 55 times every single day. Like that just sounds like hard work. And while I don't have a problem with hard work, I like to do things that feel fun and that feel good for me. And I don't I think if your manifesting practices don't feel fun or good to you, you're not going to do them. And this isn't to try and like shit on anyone who like wants to do those things and like genuinely gets enjoyment out of them. Like I think if that's what you like doing, like have at it. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Like there's not like I think the main thing that we have to remember here is like, what is the intention out of that practice? It's to sit there and like focus on what you want and get in a feeling of having it and like just focus your mind on it. And so the main thing you're getting out of that is really showing your subconscious what's important to you and where you want to go. And there's a lot of other ways that you can do that that are a lot easier because I'm just like, I don't like having strict rules for my daily practices. I'm kind of like, I'm going to do a bit of this. I'm going to do a bit of that. Like I will do a morning practice of some sort, but I want it to feel good to me. And like writing something down 55 times is not ever something that has felt good to me. It's just boring. And like, I don't want to spend time in the energy of being bored. So I'm going to talk to you about five mistakes that I made on the way to learning about money manifestation and how to transform your money mindset. And of course, I'm just gonna throw this in at the top of the episode. If this is something that appeals to you um, and you wanna learn more about money manifestation, I am actually hosting a free masterclass on Instagram Live on Tuesday. So that will be November 23rd in Australia, November 22nd in the Northern Hemisphere. And it will be at 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So the, the link will be in the show notes, but yeah, we're going to be diving deep on how to manifest money, how to transform your money mindset, how to unblock your money blocks, how to make sure you don't have to do any of the things that I talk about on this episode today. So I would love to see you there. And if you're listening to this well into the future, well, I'm sorry. I'm sure the class was amazing. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. So it was interesting when I was writing the notes for this. I don't usually write a lot of notes for my episodes anymore. I usually go pretty off the cuff. Like I know what I want to talk about, but I won't usually like write extensive notes for it anymore. But this one, when I was writing down, like what were my five mistakes I wanted to talk to you about? It was really interesting because in front of every single one, I pretty much, I wrote down the word trying to X, Y, and Z. And I think that was really interesting because when we say that we're going to try and do something, it's like a misdirect. Like, what does it look like to try and do something? Like, that doesn't really create a picture in your mind. It's either like you're doing it or you're not doing it. So 
I think that's why if you listen to last week's episode where we talk about the power of your words, trying to do something and saying that you're going to try to do something is not a good way to make it happen. You have to be like, I am doing this. It's happening. I've done it. (laughs) It's on its way to me. I have manifested it. I'm showing up. I'm taking action. Like using the word try is not a great word to use with your subconscious. So I just thought that was really interesting. So the first one is like trying to, (laughs) I'm probably going to use the word try a lot on this episode, but like, please just like bear with me. This episode is going to be the exception to the rule because we're talking about mistakes I made in the past. So the first one is like trying to use affirmations to change my beliefs about myself. So my money mindset growing up, like I really grew up in a household where like we weren't poor, (laughs) like I I wouldn't say we were like super like well off, like we weren't rich, but like, like we had enough money. Like my parents had a job. I went to like a private school for like my whole education. Like we had a roof over our head. We had food. Like I wouldn't say that we didn't have money, but the attitude around money was like something I heard a lot was like, oh, we don't have the money for that or Like, I guess I would kind of compare myself to like going to private school. I guess there was a lot of kids there who had really wealthy parents. And I guess I would compare myself to them and I'd be like, oh, they get to have this, but like, I don't get to have that. Or this is like a really privileged example. Like when I say it out loud, I'm just kind of like, I'm aware of the way it sounds extremely privileged, but this is just the the way that kind of things I guess set up in my mind and my money mindset is like, I used to horseback ride growing up and obviously like horseback riding is not like a cheap sport. It's like pretty expensive. And so I would go to like horseback riding lessons like a couple times a week. And like, I loved that. But like, obviously like, if you're a horse person, you know that usually at the barn, there's like a lot of people who have like a lot of money because it's just naturally like an expensive thing to be involved with. So there would always be like girls in my class that would be going to like more lessons or they would have their own horse instead of like using the school horses or whatever. And in my mind at the time, it just kind of really set apart. Like I was like, oh, I'm not rich like them. Oh, we don't have that kind of money. Oh, like I'm always like a little bit lower down to them. And I know that this is like still coming from a really privileged place of being able to like have those experiences but that was kind of setting up the money mindset and like the way that I started thinking about money from like a really young age I was just always like oh those people have more money I'm not as good as them or whatever it was so the money mindset I really created for myself was like there's not enough I don't have as much as other people why is that I don't know I'm just not as good at them like all these things that kind of start embedding into your subconscious from a really young age, just by like seeing the disparity between you and other people. And whether that was like right or wrong to believe it, it was what it was. And so when I was older and I like had my business, I was like trying to change my money mindset using affirmations. And no matter how much I would write down, like I believe I'm worthy of money, money comes to me easily, blah, blah, blah it wasn't creating a shift in my reality because I didn't believe it on a deep subconscious level. In my subconscious, I still really believed like I'm not good enough. I don't make that kind of money. Other people have more money than me and I'm never going to be like that. Like I'm different to other people. 
And I, I say this and it's like, I'm trying to come from a really honest place here because I think a lot of us have stories like that around money. I think a lot of us, whether it's a similar situation or a really different one, we have things that happen to us and we're like, oh, okay, like those people must have more money. They must be better people or something. And it becomes like a worthiness thing. Like we think that we don't have lots of money because we're somehow not enough. And especially this shows up in like running a business. Like we see all these other people and they're like, wow, they're doing so amazing and they said they just worked on their mindset but I'm working on my mindset and I'm not getting like I'm not achieving the same results like there must be something wrong with me so I'm gonna go out there and say like this might be radical to some people but like using affirmations on their own is not enough to change your money mindset like if that's all it took like the people who wrote down things hundreds of times a day like they would have all the money and like no one else would have it (laughs) like I think using affirmations can be a good way to retrain your thought process around money. Like if you notice you just generally have very negative thoughts about money, it can be a great first step to changing your feelings around it. But I don't think it really changes your subconscious programming around the way that you like attract money because it just doesn't go deep enough. Like you're still working on a conscious level and like, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, like conscious processing is really slow and it only works when you have the time to sit there and pay attention to it. And most of us, our money behavior is like subconsciously ingrained and we're just acting it out. And that's why like willpower doesn't work. It's why when we're like, oh, I'm going to save this money. I'm going to put myself on a budget, blah, blah, blah. It's the same as trying to go on a diet. Like it doesn't last because your subconscious programming isn't there to support it. So Number two is trying to stay positive all the time and like only think positive beliefs about money. Um, There's like this really interesting thing in psychology that we talk about where it's like the like mental rebound effect where basically it says that the harder you try and like push down negative thoughts, the more they like rebound and like bounce back at you and are even more intense and want to be hurt even more. And so like with this mental rebound, we can't actually push our thoughts away. It doesn't work. Like what you resist persists. So trying to have this attitude of being positive all the time, even when you're like not making the money that you want, it doesn't work. And that's like not where you should be putting your attention. And then you end up feeling really bad about yourself because you haven't like, you're like, why can't I do this? Oh no, I thought the wrong thought. Oh no, that was the wrong thought to think about money or myself or whatever. It doesn't work. (laughs) What does work is using mindfulness and noticing your thoughts and not making yourself wrong for thinking those thoughts. So you don't end up being like, oh no, I've totally like knocked myself out of the manifestation vortex if I think one wrong negative thought. Trying to repress negative emotions does not work. It just doesn't. I'll tell you that right now. The key to like working with it is like noticing the thought, like labeling it and being like, I'm noticing I'm thinking X, Y, Z, and then like choosing to let it go. Like you can imagine it's like a wave coming in or you can just like be like, I know that my thoughts aren't all true. Like it's really easy to get caught up in thinking what you're like thinking what you're thinking is a fact, but it's not necessarily a fact. So if you like get knocked out of it and you start thinking something negatively, that's not actually going to ruin anything with your money manifestation because we don't manifest from our conscious thoughts. And this goes back to number one with trying to use affirmations. It's like, that's not where you manifest from. Like you manifest from your subconscious and you manifest from like your sense of self-worth. 
So I'm aware that this is becoming a very long episode, but there was a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and number three, it was like ignoring the shadow work. So obviously if we go back to the first thing I was telling you about, like those girls at the barn who had their own horses and like all these other things, like I probably started creating like a shadow for myself around that and being like, oh, okay, well, like, like your shadow is kind of like the things that you can't really accept about yourself. And so you kind of like sweep it in there. And like for a long time, I was just trying to do the personal work from like a place of like, like almost spiritual bypass. It's like, you're just wanting to go for the love and light, like just constantly using positive affirmations. And you're not really looking at the parts of you that you feel like ashamed about money, or you feel like ashamed about how you handle it, or you feel ashamed about debt, or you feel about like ashamed or guilty about the way that you spend money. Like you have to look at these things, which is like the shadow work. Like you have to look at these things if you really want to transform your relationship to money. Like there's just no way around it. Like, like most of the time doing the work is really uncomfortable. And if you want like a level of wealth that most people don't have, like you're gonna have to start to look at your shit in a whole different way because like all of these things that we go out there to achieve like money or like a really powerful business or whatever, it really takes us doing that deep personal work and like you have to transform the person that you are into like that best version of yourself and you can't do that if you're still like pushing stuff into your shadow and constantly getting triggered by people who have money because then like if you're triggered by them like you're never going to want to become like someone who like represents something you don't like so you have to learn to change your representation to those people who have lots of money or like you have to really be willing to look at the things that you've done or the way that you've been treating money up until this point Point, like you can't ignore it. Number four is trying to use willpower to change your money situation. So this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about like you going on a diet when you try and put yourself on a budget. Like I'm just going to go out there and say like I don't really believe that budgets work. I think humans naturally don't really like rules or restrictions. And as soon as you try and create those rules and restrictions and like willpower your way into a different situation, it doesn't really work because it's not a lack of willpower. It's not a lack of desire. It's not a lack of like, it, it's like you have to look at like, why are you doing the behaviors that you're doing? Like how have those been serving you? Like, and if you genuinely don't have enough money to like pay the bills for things, like willpower is not going to be the thing that makes it so that you have it. You have to transform like, you're the reason like why are you making so little like this isn't to shame anyone or like make them feel bad for it but it's like if you genuinely are in such a place where you have to budget so much to the point where it feels restrictive like it obviously is pointing to the fact that you need to do the personal work and of course like I want to acknowledge that there's like systems and oppression and all of those things in the world where like maybe it's not as cut and dry as like people just getting out of whatever situation they're in like of course I don't want to disempower people but like if you're in a situation like that it's like okay well there's clearly other things going on that are contributing to that money situation that maybe need to be addressed before like, it's like the overall situation. So I'm saying this more for people who like, 
I guess people who like we have a roof over our heads and like we have our basic needs taken care of. So like if you're trying to like willpower your way into sticking to a budget, like it's just kind of showing you like either if you can't keep it under control and I hate that word, but it's showing you that there's some kind of thing going on with your money situation or your beliefs about money that you need to address first. And like willpower isn't going to be the thing to change that. So I hope that that's coming across in the right way. But basically what I'm trying to say is like willpower and motivation aren't really what you need to affect deep change for yourself. It's like addressing those deep subconscious beliefs. And once you really figure out what's going on in there, that's when you can like do the different things and it'll become a lot easier to like manage your money in a way that's respectful to your money. <laughs> and the last one, number five, is not working on your self-worth first like yes you can work on the money beliefs all you want and say you do that and you like create a good system for managing your money but if you don't believe you're worthy of having money if you don't believe you're worthy of being supported by money if you don't like believe that you're good at dealing with money or worth having it it doesn't matter how much money you receive you're going to manifest it out really quickly because it won't feel natural for you to have it and your mind is like always trying to sort of bring you back into that place of equilibrium where it feels safe and so if it doesn't feel safe for you to have all that money because you don't have the self-worth to back it up like you'll you're going to get rid of it really quickly and i use this example a lot but it's like the people who win the lottery they often end up in a worse position like three years later and that's because they don't have the self-worth and like the subconscious beliefs to back up them having that level of wealth so if you want to change your money mindset you really need to work on your self-worth at the same time and they really go hand in hand because like how worthy you feel of attracting money is really going to determine how much you can receive it and how much you get to keep it and how you manage it and all of those things so this was kind of a longer episode than usual because obviously there's a lot to talk about here but you should definitely come and join um the money manifestation Masterclass, which is going to be happening on tuesday like i said the link is in the show notes or if you're on my email list you will get that sent to you straight away and if you're not on my email list well you definitely should be because i deliver a like weekly content that is either the podcast or like VIP offers or first access to whatever I might be launching at the time. So you definitely want to get on there, which you will get on by signing up for the masterclass. So that's it from me this week. I hope you have an incredible week and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you love this episode, I would love to see you screenshot it and share it to Instagram where you can tag me. I'm at kim.acrig. I love knowing what episodes are resonating with you so that I can create more content for you that is going to help you move forward and improve your mindset and manifestation skills. So that's it from me for this week. I will see you next week. Bye for now.